Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alabama AgCast. I'm John Allen Nichols, Agricultural Counsel for the Alabama Farmers Federation. I'm excited to be here with Hayden Harris, our Administrative Assistant for the External Affairs Department. Welcome, Hayden. Hi, everyone. Well, Hayden, before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I am born and raised here in Montgomery. I uh, went to school here locally. Uh, I went to ACA and then also have gone to Troy, where I'm finishing my degree in human services and also a minor in promotion. So I will be wrapping that up soon. I have um, a little bit of an agriculture background, not as much as I would like to, but I did work for the extension in Elmore County. And then I also have a background in sales and in property management as well. Um, So I'm excited to be here and be a part of Alabama Farmers Federation and be an asset to the farmers of Alabama. Absolutely. We're excited to have you here. You've been a great addition to the team. And while we're on the topic of new team members, we've actually had several changes here at our home office. Mike Tidwell, the organization department director, has retired after 32 years of service to our organization. Um, We miss Mike a lot, but our former department director, Matthew Durden, has actually stepped over into that role, um, with Brian Harden coming over from the GAP department to lead our external affairs department, and Mitt Walker has stepped up to lead the GAP department. So our new external affairs department is going to be made up of Preston Roberts, who will continue lobbying like he did uh, last year. Brian Harden will start lobbying this year, and Hayden and myself. We're looking forward to a great session as we finish out this quadrennium. For those that don't know, the Alabama legislature and most of our elected officials, they serve a four-year term cycle called a quadrennium. This means at the end of that four-year cycle, all of our legislators have to run again if they want to serve again. So it's going to be a very, very important for our members to stay engaged as we navigate this session and then the campaign season beyond. And now before we transition to the next segment of our podcast, let's take a quick break. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit. And while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. Welcome back, everyone. So now let's move into our first ever Ag Law and You segment of the Alabama AgCast. Let me start with my disclaimer that I always give, and anybody that ever talks to me on the phone uh, knows that what I'm talking about. So the information presented in this podcast is strictly intended to be exclusively educational in nature. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as legal or professional advice. And now that we've addressed that, Let's move into today's topic, trespass. All right, John Allen, so what is trespassing? Webster's Dictionary defines trespassing as entering another person's property without their permission. But that brings up several questions, like what even is property? There are several different legal definitions of property, um, but one of them states an inherent part of property is the right to exclude others from it. So being able to exclude others from something means that you have rights and abilities to take certain actions to keep people from physically intruding onto a piece of property, um, like a piece of land, a home, a dwelling, um, something like that. Okay, so how do you know if you're intruding onto someone else's land? So that's where notice comes in. In order to enforce your property rights, you've got to put other people on notice that they are not welcome on your property. So you've got to tell them that they can't be there. 
And you can do that through several ways. The first is just a simple verbal warning. By telling somebody that they are no longer welcome on your property or that they cannot enter your property, uh, it puts them on notice that they are trespassing or that they will be trespassing if they come there. Someone doing that, you know, needs to leave immediately. Otherwise, they remain a trespasser, and there could be some criminal implications there. The classic method, more traditional method, and one that our members are probably familiar with, is the posted no trespassing signs. So you've probably seen these out in the woods along a fence line. They just border a property saying that posted no trespassing, this is private property. And those signs put would-be trespassers on notice that you're about to cross a property line and enter somebody else's land. And somebody that does that knowingly is then a trespasser. So the third and the newer method is the purple paint method. So the purple paint serves the same purpose as those posted signs, but for some people it may actually be easier to post and maintain the purple paint than it is those posted signs or even a fence line. So the purple paint requires that vertical stripes of paint that are eight inches tall and at least one inch wide be painted on trees and fence posts. The stripes need to be between three and five feet from the ground and the marks need to be repeated every 100 feet in the woods or every 1,000 feet in pasture and open land. So if you've got marks on uh, trees in the woods going down a line, again, you know, just make sure that they're about 100 feet apart so that they're visible. If you've got open pasture land or you know, less forested area, you can space those, those markers about 1,000 feet. So that's the differences there. That's really good information to know. Now, how do you stop someone from trespassing on land? So landowners should remember that they are not authorized to use lethal force to protect property. And that includes to repel a trespasser, with some notable exceptions. Additionally, landowners cannot and should not set traps or other things that are designed to harm trespassers as they come onto property. Doing so could actually put a landowner liable um, for the damages that he caused, even to a trespasser. The exception comes into play if the owner of the land is defending his life or another person's life that's in immediate threat from a trespasser coming onto the property. Okay, so what is the difference in a civil trespass versus a criminal trespass? So a criminal trespass, uh, like the name would imply, has criminal penalties, meaning that if you are criminally trespassing, the police could come and arrest you and charge you with the crime. There's various degrees of trespassing that are outlined in our criminal code, and that's, that's kind of the criminal side of things. Now, a civil trespass operates a little bit differently. This allows a landowner who has suffered damages at the hand of a trespasser, no matter how small the damages, to sue and then recover from that trespasser. And the damage can be as small as just the mere fact that somebody came onto your property and disturbed your right to exclusive possession of your land. Now, that means that maybe your, your reward or your judgment may be a small judgment, but nonetheless, you could recover. And the relief usually does come in the form of money damages, but it can come in the form of an injunction. An injunction is just a court order that is ordering a specific person not to do a specific action. So in that case, it would be that trespasser um, being ordered by the court not to come back onto your property. What's interesting about trespass is that you yourself, you don't physically have to enter someone's property to commit a trespass. You can actually commit trespass just by throwing an object onto somebody else's property, and you would still be trespassing. And this even extends to other people. So Hayden, if you and I were standing on a property line, and I pushed you across that property line, I would technically be the trespasser, even though I never entered the property. You're the one laying on the ground on the property. However, if you get up and remain there, you might turn into a trespasser. Um, but if I'm the one that has pushed you there, I'm the trespasser, not you. So I just think that's an interesting kind of nuance in the law there. So are landowners the only people who can prohibit trespassers? 
although we've been talking about landowners in this discussion, the same principles apply to tenants and people who have a legal right to be somewhere. So if you've leased a piece of property from a landowner, you have all the same rights that that landowner would have to enforce um, trespass actions against people. You can put up fences, you can put up signs, and you can keep people off the property that, that you are treating as your own, even though you don't own it yourself. Now, it's always a good idea if you are leasing property from a landowner, especially if you want to choose the purple paint method to get permission from the landowner, because you would be, you know, putting purple paint on trees and fence posts and, you know, substantially changing the look of the place. And so it's always a good idea to seek permission. But just remember that you do have those rights to exclude others from property, even if you don't own it. So is there anything else that we need to know about trespass? Well, just remember that you might not be trespassing the first time you enter somebody's property because, you know, you may have been invited to someone's property. Unfortunately, uh, once the landowner asks you to leave or if you deviate from the reason that you were invited there, you might actually become a trespasser. So remember that it all ties back to notice, like the signs in the purple paint. You've got to know that you can't be there. So the same applies to somebody that you've invited to your property to do some work. So maybe you've invited somebody to come and work on a well, and you look out and all of a sudden they're preg checking your cows. Well, <laughs> you didn't ask them there to do that. You asked them there to fix the well. And so that person may actually be a trespasser. And if he's caused damages, you actually could hold him liable for a trespass there, um, even though you had initially invited him and he had a right to be there. So I just want to remind Alabama landowners just to remember the basics. Uh, we're lucky in Alabama to have pretty robust private property rights. And then landowners always have the right to keep their property private. And they've got a variety of means to do so, whether they're using fences, signs, purple paint, or a combination thereof. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this Ag Law and News segment of the Alabama AgCast, and we hope it's been educational. This has been John Allen Nichols, Agricultural Council, and Hayden Harris, Administrative Assistant from the External Affairs Department. We look forward to continuing to serve our members and representing them at the Alabama State House this spring. And now, your weekly AgCast wrap-up. Hi everyone, this is Blake Thaxton, Director of the Greenhouse Nursery and Sod Division with the Alabama Farmers Federation. As we're quickly approaching 2022, our green industry personnel need to start thinking about the Gulf States Horticultural Expo. We're really excited to have this event in person again down in Mobile, Alabama at the Mobile Convention Center. It's been since 2020 that we've had an in-person live event, so we're excited to get back together and fellowship with our friends in the industry. The event will take place January 19 through 21. If you don't know much about this event, there's nearly 3,000 attendees, so it's a lot of folks, and it'll be a really good time to network with all those people. The trade show is the real highlight of the event with over 300 vendors. One of those vendors will be myself with the Greenhouse Nursery and Sod Division. We'll have a booth exhibit at the trade show, and we'd love for you to come by and meet with us and uh, see what we have to offer. If you want to learn more about the event, we encourage you to go to www.gshe.org and you can see all the different trade show vendors that will be there and the different educational opportunities that are included. So again, I'm Blake Thaxon and that will wrap up this week and we look forward to being with you next time. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama Ag Credit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast. Alabama AgCast.